Welcome to the Roundtable Sports Podcast with Q and Saint. Saint, how you doing today? Oh, it's a glorious Saturday. That's really hot and has me in my basement, so it's a good day. Yeah, it's it's pretty hot outside. It seemed like this is the the heat that we wanted, the heat that we thought was going to kill Corona, but they didn't do nothing but spark it back up. So, yeah, man, tell the truth, it was them idiots out there in them pool parties that sparked it back up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know why you were getting the same water. I just, that didn't make sense nah, to me at all. Not even in the slightest. Uh, uh, they called it a Petri dish because despite like the, the protests and things that people were actively being uh, safer about with masks and things along those lines, it looked like it was just a bunch of idiots out um, during, what was it, the 4th of July just passed, so during the holiday weekend just out doing stuff just because almost as if they were saying to the government and everyone else, like, hi, I'm going to do what I want, but making themselves sick in the process, which doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I think it's that anti uh, attitude. They want to be against the machine, against the system is not doing anything but harming others and prolonging this situation. I'm, I don't understand how these other, well, I do understand because most of these countries are like communist dictatorship type countries. So they're very, very straight. But of course we have all the freedom to do pretty much what we want and people are still not following directions. So yeah quarantine is probably coming up again once the second wave really starts hitting. Yeah, I'm not really looking forward to it as we're starting to get a little bit of, uh, we're starting to get a little bit of freedoms back. Um, I know here uh, I went to the store this morning and two of the guys that were uh, I think I saw at the gym or something like that uh, in passing were standing outside of the store and couldn't get in because they were, they really didn't let him in the store because they weren't wearing masks. So I found that to be kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's about to become mandatory. Um, but today, uh, I've got a couple of topics. Um, I do want to start off cause you know, you, you didn't, you were an A, I guess you can say you were a, I don't want to say approved, but you you were still skeptical on Patrick Mahomes. I think you said he was good, but you need a little bit more time with him. Uh, he just reached his sports-breaking contract, almost making $500 million over, what is it? Ten years. Twelve years. Ten years. So yeah. still had two left on the uh, other deal, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So my question to you is, uh, with this sports-breaking deal, this is – like the highest contract ever in sports history. Do you feel like it's well-deserved? Do you feel like it's premature? What do you think about it? Uh, football has always been weird uh, as far as the contracts are concerned because despite the words guaranteed money being in there, um, there's always some random loophole, loophole, loophole that's uh, available as far as the teams are concerned. Um, Todd Gurley comes to mind for me uh, off the off the rip. He got this big guaranteed contract, and then uh, when it came time to pay him, the Rams found a way out of it. And despite him having all of that guaranteed money, he didn't get what he was due. Uh, but it's absolutely amazing to think that Patty Mahomes is making what is it like a hundred dollars a minute or something like that, and five hundred an hour yeah. or something outrageous. <laughs> Nine ninety six dollars a minute and five thousand uh, dollars 
uh, an hour, and in one day he makes one hundred thirty-seven thousand. Man, <laughs> <laughs> makes me think that you know. Man, they can just give me on a two-day contract <laughs> for that. And I'll, uh, give me about a good three hundred thousand. I'm, I'm out. Yeah. I'm retired. Yeah. Well, I don't know, man. It, I don't think there's anything he'll be able to spend in a lifetime either. But all of the sacrifice and everything that he's done is definitely well deserved. Now, I guess the question for me becomes: Do I throw him in that uh, that top dog uh, conversation? And like, it's still only year three. Was, don't get me wrong; he's definitely in the conversation. He, when you think of the top QBs in the league, his name definitely comes up. But I still need to. He need to do it again. He only got to win the Super Bowl this year. That's uh, almost Bill Belichick, Tom Brady esque win or be in back to back Super Bowls. I don't think they won back to backs, but um, he still needs to stay on top of his game, be consistent. Give me one of them uh, Russell Wilson's kind of seasons and just keep doing that, and he'll definitely be in the conversation. Yeah, I think I think it's I don't know. It's not premature to me. I think he deserves a big contract. It just I, I don't even see those type of numbers in the NBA. Mm-hmm. And, you know, NBA is known for their uh, good salary and not being like the NFL, having guaranteed money as well. Because, right. you know, like you said, the NFL has a lot of loopholes. They have a lot of things where if you get injured um, in this way or that way, that can knock from what we were supposed to give to you. So who knows what the future holds? He might not receive that, all that money. But um, I think that. He is well deserved a big contract, but is that going to hinder the Kansas City Chiefs for building a good team around him? He already has a good team, but once players are getting older and new players need to come in, are they going to be able to have enough money to be able to do that? Paying, you know, just one person all this. Uh, I, of course, the Lions are trash. Um, <laughs> sorry, but the uh, Detroit Lions are trash, but. You know, giving all that money Stafford, Matt Stafford, it's hard for them to even get viable players unless it's through trade or draft. Right. So I don't know if Kansas City is going to run into a situation like that, although they have a really great team from offense. Um, defense is a little suspect. Like, it, it's on and off. It's not as consistent. But uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, do you think that they'll be able to maneuver a lot of things with that type of contract? Um, I'm sure they'll find a way to do it. Uh, the thing about, I think the thing that we judge legacies on in most cases is usually like the the overall wins and big wins for them and consistency. Um, the only time that we talk about Super Bowls is when we're having uh, goat debates because you have someone like Ben Ben Roethlisberger or Aaron Rodgers who I think. Aaron only has what one, maybe two titles in his career, but he's looked at as arguably one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play, minus having enough stuff around him. I guess the most talented would probably be the the most accurate way to put it. So had he got his one, because that's what they judge quarterbacks on, he get him another one. He's solid and solidified in that uh conversation for um potential GOATs. Uh, or just solid Hall of Fame quarterbacks when it's all said and done. I do think that they'll find the right pieces to put around them as the NFL shifts and the games become more high scoring. uh, I don't think that they would have to put as much money into the players as as they are uh, just because 
every year you have uh, 256 players getting drafted plus another five to 600 that are just trying to get their shot and are hungry to get in. And you really only need maybe one stud at each position to be uh, consistent. Mm. And they have that. Tyreek isn't going anywhere. Uh, he'll definitely get a max contract. Uh, running back wise, I don't think they had Shady and uh, is it Damian Williams, Wilkins? Yeah. That, uh, yeah, Damian Williams, I think. Yeah, they they weren't. Well, the Williams kid was young, but Shady's a journeyman. Uh, you had to pay Kelsey, but. I can't think of anybody else on that offense that are just like studs. And I think they just picked up a running back. I think one it might be the LSU running one of the LSU running backs this year. So they they're trying to be able to have their team viable for championships mm-hmm. for a lot of years. Uh my next question is now that Patrick Mahomes has this big contract, do you see other young players like Deshaun Watson? Uh, Lamar Jackson, do you feel like they should get, I want to say as equal, but big time contract? Because I've seen a lot, like even talking about Dak and his contract and his contract issues with the Cowboys. Do you feel that that opens a floodgate for these young NFL quarterbacks? It usually does. Whenever whenever any top player gets – or, well, we can consider Patty a, a top player, definitely. But um, whenever – anybody gets a, a, a big contract then that becomes the, the bargaining chip for the next people up in line. So I could see Lamar Jackson getting that kind of money tossed at him, especially considering that he doesn't take a ton of hits. I could see uh, if I could see it for Deshaun Watson, but only if he's productive this year without D hop, which I still don't understand why they traded my man. What the <laughs> hell is wrong with the Oh my God, I'm gonna use the F bomb just because it was this what the hell is wrong with the Houston Texans trading uh, one or two, maybe two. I don't know. You can go interchange with him and Julio or whoever you want to pick, but a top five wide receiver in the whole league, you trade him to Arizona with a young quarterback yeah. when you already have one on your team. Yep. Currently, you guys got a okay, solid defense. It's like, why would you right. do that? Now, I know there were talks about Bill O'Brien having issues with uh, DeAndre Hopkins and Bill O'Brien's the head coach, but I, I never was a fan of head coaches having the GM power mm-hmm. and coaching power. I think that is way overload. Yeah, Doc Rivers all over again. Oh, he, yeah, he was a trash. They, got, they already took that off him and look what happened. Yeah. I'm like, that's all y'all had to do was take it away from me. You get Kawhi and Paul George. That's so wow. Yeah. So I think for Deshaun, he'll have to prove him. He'll have to prove himself without having uh, that kind of weapon there. Like you said, arguably a top two, yeah, top two receiver in the league. And, um, Kyler Murray is still in his rookie. Well, this is his second year, right? So Kyler Murray still has time to prove himself, but he has D Hop now. But it does definitely give those guys the opportunity to uh, step into that new money or see that sky's the limit, so to speak, for them as far as new contracts are concerned. Yeah, because I think Lamar, he's this is going to be the year where they're going to have to start reconstructing off his rookie and get him in a long-term mm-hmm. deal, which I think he would get. Um, I don't actually, with Deshaun Watson, 
I was even talking to a buddy about this is I don't see him maybe staying on the Texans for a long time. I mean, I think they, they misled him and I don't think he trusts the organization like that. Like, how are you going to trade one of my best players, one of my best friends on the team? Um, I don't even know if they notified him or not. I know it's a business mm-hmm. and you have to just do things for business, but there's no nothing I can think of business wise that would make me trade that, uh, what, like you said, one or two top receiver in the Damn. league. And it's like, who do you have now? I mean, you have some solid B plus receivers, C plus, but you need to surround Deshaun Watson around weapons and people that's going to help him elevate his game. Uh, the Texans weren't that bad last year. I think the Texans a lot of times always get the the bad hand of the playoffs. They always go against these tough teams or they, they kind of – not consistent like they should towards the end of the year. So, um, but yeah, I hope, I hope these young quarterbacks get their money. Cause I ain't gonna lie saying, man, I was almost, almost got on the football field yesterday and started throwing the ball. Like, man, <laughs> if you need a, if they need a 33 year old quarterback. I'm your guy. I'm gonna work on my footwork, my awareness. I'm gonna be pivoting everything. I'm like, that's how much money they making. Like, damn. Yeah, but those boys ain't taking hits like they, uh, Oh yeah, true. They're not taking hits. The medicine itself has changed. The game itself has changed. So I don't know. I don't. I don't know at all. So um, the NBA, everybody's looks like they're in their dorm rooms or AKA their hotel room. Look like dorm rooms to me. But uh, so the NBA players reported to camp in Orlando. Um, I've seen a lot of bad reviews when it came to this, as far as from the players and the food and the, um, I don't know, I guess, hotel Mm -hmm. accommodations. (laughs) Um, I'll just get your opinion. Um, We know we talked about in previous episodes about them kind of starting and rushing and maybe they shouldn't have a season now that they're on site. Do you believe that they're going to be safe and nobody's going to get Corona just because they're all in one area? I don't believe what well, I mean, I don't believe anyone's safe from it per se, uh, just because now uh, there are reports of people uh, passing the virus on to one another without really having symptoms behind it. Um, and I mean, the further we go down that rabbit hole, the more that the conspiracy theorist in me starts to uh to raise its head of, well, what was the agenda from the beginning kind of thing is, mm-hmm. well, they're doing it to the athletes and they have money to ensure that they're safe or whatever. What are they going to do to us common uh, everyday Joe folks out here uh, as far as mandating right, these right. things? Uh, but as far as them being safe or virus free, I don't, I don't think so unless there's a, a surefire way for them to get tested. I think they are getting tested every day, but uh, the the test that they're taking has is more thorough than the ones that they are giving to uh, your common Joe Blow or, or or Sandy or what have you. Um, I still think that we should have just left the season where it was. It is what it is. It's a wash. Uh, but I had, I guess I understand needing to have basketball back so we can have something to look forward to or something that's not as gloomy as trying to reshape our not so non-racist uh, <laughs> demographic mm-hmm. and uh, reshape it to be something better. Um, but 
Yeah, I still personally believe we should have just let it go and chalked it up and got ready for next season, but it is what it is. It's here now. Um, I won't go out of my way to try to watch a ton of it, though, <laughs> just because it just irritates yeah, it's, me. It's almost, to me, it's like a summer league, yeah. like a summer league with professional players. Um, I mean, I'm going to enjoy it, but at the same time, I'm just waiting for a major superstar of the caliber of like a Giannis LeBron. I don't want it to happen at all or Kawhi or Paul George to contract this and they just end all this because they're running the risk of not only the players getting it, but giving it to their loved ones because they do have that option to have some um, family members uh, immediately after a month, I believe, to come on campus and be there with them and and they won't be alone. But I, I don't know. It's just... It's all about the mighty dollar, yeah. <laughs> uh, honestly. I mean, they couldn't – I think it just – they felt like they could not afford to have nothing because of no revenue coming in for the games and uh, TV contracts and whatnot. So, I – man, it, it's like I, I'm – it's going to be bittersweet for me. Like, yeah, okay, cool, basketball's back on, but is it really going to be com- like competitive? And then, you know d- – I know those those players are going to play and hoop, but you got some teams like the Brooklyn Nets that majority of their whole team is gone. Yeah. <laughs> They're signing Jamal Crawford. They're signing guys overseas just to fill those spots, just so they can be in that um, type of environment. So that's why I'm kind of with you. Like this might be a wash, but whoever wins is it's going to be called the NBA COVID title. <laughs> they won the COVID championship, and even if LeBron gets it. It's gonna be so. It, it's gonna be a, a hot mess, man. LeBron's gonna get bashed. Even if the Kawhi, the Clippers win, they're gonna get backlash, saying it didn't count. They didn't have a lot of time to prepare. So it's a lose lose situation. I guess the only people that's winning are the NBA owners because of the money mm-hmm. and the, the people that are gonna tune in to watch. Um, but are the owners really making any money though? Just because if you're if you made the majority of the money is coming from ticket sales, which they aren't allowing fans in, uh, concession merchandise and all the other stuff, which you normally buy at the at the stadium, I guess the only thing that you have is the idea of TV contracts being fulfilled. But I don't, I don't know how much money is in there. I'd be lying if I said I did. Maybe it's substantial enough, but I mean, I don't know. It doesn't seem. It seems like the fans coming in and being a part of the atmosphere and everything drives more revenue than it just being on TV. Right. I mean, it's just, it's one of those situations where we're going to, we just going to have to see mm-hmm. <laughs> when it happens. We're just going to have to see what happens and see if uh, things amongst the players are, you know, people are able to watch it and be engaged. And if people are really going to enjoy this, I think for the most part, they just because of sports, but I, like we were talking about previous episodes, I don't even see them how they're having a college football season. I know that the Big Ten said they're only playing conference games. So, I, to me, if people that are tackling each other are skeptical, I, it's hard for me to believe, like with basketball, that they won't be as skeptical as well. Damn. So, I I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I guess one of my – oh, I got two topics. Uh, do you have anything you want to say uh, before I get into those? I do. I had a random question okay, for you, too. Uh, the question was, being that we're on the other side of 
the golden age for basketball for us probably would have been the early 2000s, right? The Kobe, T Mac, Shaq, Vince, J Kid era. As being looked at as old heads now, and for laughing at our old heads for talking about how bad the game is, do you find yourself doing that when watching it, or have you found that uh, that thought of, well, this is what we have now, so I might as well find a way to enjoy it or move on? I think, especially, well. The Warriors kind of made me feel like that a little bit. Although I was a fan of the movement of the three-point shot being more prominent in the league. And even the Spurs, they had small ball and they were able to to me, they were one of the first people to even have small ball. I know Isaiah Thomas actually made a good point that Detroit Pistons had kind of had a small ball offense as well. But um, it, I, I, I am not going to lie to you. I started having times where I was just disinterested because it just, it wasn't like how I remember, you know, early 2000s, especially the all-star games, um, just enjoying the the weekend, enjoying the competition. Uh, I think back then players, like it was about the title, it was about the championship. I know that sounds like, yeah, it does sound like an old head, but it seems like it was more. And I'm not saying that the players now are not looking for, but I feel like they were a lot more hungry. Uh, but the, you, you do have players in the league that still show that even the role players like Lou Williams or uh, now that Jamal Crawford's back, like players like that, that really ball and really go at it. And it has that early 2000s flavor where they just going at you and just back and forth, no matter what uh, it, it, I do miss that aggressiveness. I do back in the day when the nineties where you can hand check, like I love those moments. Like I just love seeing a hard fought, games just like with um the all-star game dedicated to kobe this year that was a dope ending to that game they were really like going at it like it was game seven of the finals mm-hmm. so i'm hoping that um as i get older i can appreciate it more i do appreciate the fact that the big man to stretch for there, there's players that's going outside the three-point line shooting making the game a little bit more interesting but I, you know i'm like you i come from that big man down low <laughs> post move Shaq, Lajawan, Ewing, you know, I'm used to those players, but you just got to kind of accept it like, shit, man, it's a new generation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was uh, having that discussion with uh, one of my, I call him my young bulls because he's in his early 20s and he didn't, uh, I think his actual uh, response was, Oh, uh, that fouling junk that you see all that uh, hacking and everything from back in the day, man, y'all can have that. That ain't basketball. And right when I got ready to like cut into him about it, I'm like, that is literally the same conversation I remember having with my uncles about uh, when we went from the 90s to the 2000s when we lost like hand checking or um, when the game lost a little bit of the physicality that it had in the uh, – late eighties, early nineties. And to me, I'm like, well, these guys are getting clothesline. That's not basketball, but right. that's what, uh, that's what the, what my buddy was seeing in the two thousands ball. Like, man, it ain't basketball, like, but they're not touching anybody now. Uh, the game mm-hmm. has gotten really ticky tack and that's kind of off putting for me. Uh, like you, I have, 
I lose interest after a while. Despite James Harden being an amazing scorer, the fact that he's found a way to manipulate the game as well as the um, referees and rules in general into a place to where uh, he doesn't travel every time he steps back. I'll, I'll give him that. But there's a solid 60% of the time that I'm watching, like, why aren't they calling this travel? Why aren't they, you know what I'm saying? Where, where are the, the rules? There's beauty in some of the things that are happening now as people are finding more uh, new inventive ways to score. But in the process of ironing everything out, it seems like uh, more and more is being missed. And that's just from watching the game for the last 20 plus years. I'll be excited to see what's going to come on next, though. Yeah, what's the new thing? I think, you know, like with everything in life, it comes full circle. So eventually it's going to get back to that uh, big man. It's going to get back to that, uh, like you said, not clotheslining people. I don't know how they did that, man. I'd have been fighting every <laughs> game. Both. Wait a minute now. You said he, well, you ain't mentally tough. There's nothing tough about me coming into the lane and somebody putting a forearm in my chest. Man, I'm so petty. I'm like, I won't do nothing right then. I just wait till you go to the hall and I'm going to let you out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to let you out. I've done, I remember in basketball, I was off subject. I've done, I've, I've used to go to the hall and I was at, like a lot smaller and I used to get knocked on my butt all the time. My granddad used to get mad at games because I would just like pretty much like Allen Iverson, not that my style of play, but just the way I was hitting the ground or like D Wade, I'm sliding, I'm falling. I'm like, now I'm paying for it now mm-hmm. at 33. <laughs> I'm feeling all of that. But you know, I remember one time I just got hit. I just had enough. I just I threw the ball at this dude's chest and walked away. They're going to give me the tech. Like, he just knocked me out the air. And y'all didn't say nothing because I put the ball in his chest and pushed him. Now I get the tear. Yeah. But anyway, I had a flashback. I'm sorry. It's all right. Oh. <laughs> um, so, actually, I'm going to have one more topic because your boy Q got to get ready for this barbecue. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm saying I, if I could, I'll send you a plate. Um, I know you on your health stuff, so I don't hey, know. Don't, don't do that. Don't, don't, do that. <laughs> don't do that. I enjoy barbecue just like the next person. Uh, okay, cool, cool. This one, gonna, I, I think it's going to get a, a great reaction out of you. So let me ask you this. You, you're a married man, right? I am. Ah, uh, hell. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm going to ask you, right? Uh, it's the last topic of the day. Um, what's, what's, What's your brief thoughts on this Jada and uh, Will and August Alcina thing? I know you've been on Twitter seeing black Twitter explode and everybody just with the memes, which are some are very hilarious. Uh, as a married man, um, how do you feel about that? Uh, well, if I have the... I, I didn't research all the way through. I got uh, cliff notes on what potentially happened or what was going on. Um, the cliff notes that I read was saying that um, during a time where they were separated or they were getting ready to get divorced or in a process of trying to figure things out in a four year period, or they might even still be separated now to this and have been for the last four years, um, just not to the public's knowledge. Um, and during that time of being separated, uh, Jada got does he call it an entanglement with Buddy? <laughs> oh, she! I, I called all my exes last night. You better not have called me no entanglement, man. For they real. got an entanglement with this young man, and uh, I personally feel like until 
unless it's like extenuating circumstances of just like the person not signing the divorce uh, proceeds or things along those lines that until it gets annulled legally, or if it's one of those uh, extreme cases that you're still married um, and it's a separated or not, like you're still a married woman. And that kind of threw me for a loop, but uh them reconciling and making everything uh, work for them. It was beautiful to see, but uh, mm. I, I don't know if they were like trolling each other, but the couple of clips that I did see uh, of Will saying that, oh, I'm going to get you back. And she goes, oh, I think you've already done that and kind of thing may allude to some things that just didn't get public of what may or may not have happened in their marriage in the 25-ish years that they've been together. Um, I pray that I never have to go through anything remotely close to that. But. No, I don't think you got the patience for no. that. No. <laughs> you're, a very, you're a very chill guy, and you really don't like drama, so some drama like that popping off, you're going to be like, oh, man, nah, I can't uh, mess that's with this. Bob, man. All right, I'm going to head out. <laughs> Right, man. I I'm I'm a loss for words. I said I was going to actually. I uh, did a podcast, Happy Hour Q podcast, and I did it with um, two young ladies from the Lux Talk podcast, Ashley and Lux, and we talked about the pretty much the whole situation. We talked before this red table. A uh, new conversation with Jada and Will came out uh, yesterday, mm-hmm. and um, as we were talking. I was just looking and thinking as a man, you know, another man coming up to me asking, is it okay to pursue my wife? Like, I don't, that's uh, that's what kind of made me feel like maybe that didn't happen like that. Cause I just feel like Will, I don't know, Will might just say, oh, whatever. But just me as a man, I'm like, that's so disrespectful. It's like, it's, you trying to be respectful, but it's disrespectful because you should know better. You should know like, yo, married woman and at the same day I could still see the other side where it's like well that's her marriage you know that have nothing to do with him you know he's just doing whatever you know she's letting him do uh, it's just messy as hell man <laughs> I, you know I'm a, I'm a young man and I think about marriage sometimes and that type of stuff right there I'd be like I don't know about that but I understand that it does not happen at every marriage but yeah you know i I've seen things where they say August couldn't be most likely like the victim because of his mental health state. Um, I agree and disagree. Like I agree that he was at a vulnerable part of his life and Jada wanted to come healing, but uh, uh, sex ain't, ain't supposed to be the thing that's supposed to be healing you, I guess. But I, mean, gay say it is. His own. <laughs> I guess it is, man. Like I'm so confused and lost. Like that's what we doing, man. But you know, uh, they said it happened so many years ago, but I feel like this has been a, it, to me, this has been a frequent thing. Like they probably have like a lot of separations and that goes, you know, a long way, you know, they're 25 years of being together. So they might have separations and they'll just go do whatever they want to do and then come back. Yeah, I mean, that, that's the whole thing too, is that uh, we're, we're essentially on the outside looking in and like you have the, the not I don't know if they're still called tabloids, but you have the the media that's creating different narratives and things along those lines of what may or may not have happened, but it still is dependent on 
the parties that were involved to reveal what happened. Everyone can make up their own stories about what happened. Cause I know for me, um, being the calm, cool and collected person that I am had that been, I, I would have decked them. There would have been no me being calm about, Hey, can I pursue your wife? I, I probably would have, there's no probably I would have fired on them uh, <laughs> a solid five or six times. And I think with you too is your, I rarely hear you cuss, but I think that'd be a moment oh, where a lot of f bombs and n words. Be- <laughs> <laughs> oh my right. god! So, I mean, we're always on the outside looking in, and uh, I did see a post of someone talking about how, uh, with as messed up as their marriage is, and here. It, uh, Jada is giving advice to women. It's like the blind leading the blind. And I, I remember getting into a, <laughs> a, a good debate with somebody about it because it turned into, well, so what, so you're saying because said person has things going on that they can't give advice. They don't have to follow said advice for themselves, but they could offer um, a good outlook on something that's going on. And at the end of the day, it's on said person to figure out what they can take and apply it application wise to uh, their life and how they can get something out of it. No one's saying to follow uh, Will and Jada's um, blueprint to a T to be married for 25 years. And you don't know what goes on behind closed doors outside of what they choose to show or what randomly gets leaked and I'll put quotations around the word leaked um, just to maintain a sense of relevancy. But I mean, we don't, we don't know All we can do is speculate. And I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm not strong enough for that. I know that. Hell no. Nah. I'm hey Tiffany, if you listening, try me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, 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 see ya. I'm you said in sync. I'm man, I'm straight on that type of drama because it's like I feel. Part of me just felt bad for Will too because it's like, damn, Will was always the young hip guy, and it's like now he's the the old guy has to deal with another young guy that's coming. And then I I didn't like how he kind of put that on Front Street though. Like that thing, he kind of should have just. If if he would say he was speaking his truth, okay, whatever. But now you just create this media circus, and it's kind of like, did you do this because you just had a new album roll out come out? You know, you had a new album that just came out what a week before, or mm-hmm. two days after. So it's like, did you do it just to make sure you get some some streams or some listen, or this is really, you know, something? So I'm guessing, of course. Jada admitted that they had some type of relationship, and he didn't say no relationship. Uh, he said it was an entanglement. Uh, well, you see, Will was like, "No, nah, I was a relationship." You know, he's <laughs> like entanglement. Oh my god! Nah, I think I hate that word forever. Like entanglement. Yeah, like, yeah, what? If, could you imagine Will being the other way around? And Will was on there. I was like, "Yeah, I didn't entangle." That actually is a very. Uh, I don't even know how to have that conversation without pissing some people. Somebody's gonna be pissed off. We have that. Well, if the roles were reversed, where they weren't. Let's just both of them are terrible people if that's how they choose to live, considering what marriage is supposed to be at its well, not even that, but considering if they have an agreement, because there was a whole thing for a while that they were swingers and all of this other weird stuff that they never confirmed nor denied. They just kind of let it rock. Right. 
shout out to all the married couples that's hanging in there strong and not being in entanglements. <laughs> yeah, you keep them entanglements out of here. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, we're going to end this podcast for today of 7-11-2020 uh, saying, is there anything you want to plug or anything that uh, you want to say before we exit the show? No, be safe out there. Uh, I say no and then say something. It's crazy. Uh, definitely take the time to be safe. Um, conspiracy theory or not uh this or man-made or not this virus is still taking lives and even if you are in tip-top shape and all the other good stuff uh you still should be taking uh proper precautions to ensure that you don't affect anyone that may not have as great of an immune system as you do um even being the big ball of muscle that i am i still uh, make sure to take those precautions so I don't bring uh, anything to anyone that I wouldn't want given to me. That's true. Yeah. Um, I have nothing to add. Uh, just like Ian said, be safe out there and hopefully everyone has a uh, beautiful weekend as we record this on a Saturday. Wish the homie a happy uh, birthday too. He's going to be 40 tomorrow. Um. I feel like I'm about to be 40. <laughs> but yes, thank you. Appreciate it. It would be my birthday, 7-12-87. Um, definitely one of the best days of all time. Um, <laughs> uh, but no, honestly, I don't have nothing to add, but I think um, next week we're going to um, dive more into the NBA and we're going to talk about what's going on as far as the practices and what they're doing safety precaution wise so we'll jump into that but thanks everyone for listening and we'll catch y'all next week please follow the roundtable sports podcast that's on instagram it's the roundtable sports podcast uh we're gonna have questions and uh have things to have you guys think about and we'll share your answers on the air so yeah that is it yeah, it is